When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Every morning, 9.45 a.m., it's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, you can take this job and shove it. But first, what do you say we get into some live dates, huh? Tonight, starting January 17th to the 21st, I'm going to be every single night, House of Comedy. Tonight, Triple Threat Tuesday, it is their showcase open mic. I'm going to be doing 12 to 15 minutes of new material. I was testing it out this morning does it suck fuck yeah it does it is awful can't wait to put it on display for the entire crowd to see tonight if you want to come you're more than welcome let me know i'll get you on a guest list they want to pack that place wednesday night i'm at house of comedy uh opening for mike brody and then thursday through saturday for the offend everyone tour Louis j gomez and aaron berg go to rudypovich.com for tickets for that january 28th i'm in st cloud beaver island brewing for silly beaver uh comedy also february 10th Paddy Wagon, Richfield, February 11th, Dallas House, March 4th, I'm in Northfield, coming up in April, I'm going to be, oh shit, where am I in April? Uh, criminy, I can't remember off the top of my head, but then I'm going back to the Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois, third week of February with my guy Adam Ray, go to rudypovich.com, you can check it out, get your tickets there. Alright, so, what's up Gen Zers? I'm looking at all of you, I got up this morning, started perusing around the internets, and had a come-to-Jesus moment where as I was reading this article, I was like, you know what? He's I treated us with Shut nothing up. but respect. Wrong one. There we go. I started reading this, and I never thought about it this way. It blew me away because as I've said many times before we get into it, let's just go ahead and say hi to some people on the live feed. What's up, Chicky Dabs? What's up, MJ? Hi, Amanda. Erica Bang. Good to see you. What's up, Char? Steph Rizel. What's up, Billy? Tara? Sally, Danielle, good little old lunch crowd we got going today. The thing I was going to bring up is when I left my last corporate job, I gave them a year, a fucking year. You tell me anybody else on the planet who would give somebody a year to have them be replaced. A fucking year. A year. Gave them a year. Nobody gives any company a year. I thought it was chivalrous on my part because that job that I held was a big morning show. It was going to, and I'm, listen, I'm fucking good at what I do. I know I'm good at what I do. There isn't a, there is not another radio person on the planet that can produce as much good a content. They might have better grammar that can produce as much content at a high level like I can. I dare you to fucking find somebody. You can't. They might have good mic skills, but they can't do it behind a computer. 
They might have good computer skills, but it doesn't translate to on mic. So, good fucking luck trying to find somebody. I gave them a year. Six months in, they were like, you know what, dude? Obviously, you don't want to be here. But thank you for the last six months. We've been looking. We haven't found anybody yet. But we will replace you. But in the meantime, why don't you just take the next six months? We'll pay you out your contract. And I was very grateful for it. Have all of those relationships, because I gave that year, still intact? Absolutely. That was me being cordial, saying, I get that this is a tough job. It's going to take you a long time to find somebody who can do what I do. And best of luck. I hope you do find that person. It's just not going to be me anymore. My heart is not in it. Every job I've ever had, I've always given way more than two weeks. That's usually about the, the, the gist, right? Two weeks. Every job tells you, hey, give us two weeks notice. Two weeks notice. And then this morning, I came across a TikTok, and I was like, Maybe it's time I start rethinking this. This new generation of workers, right, they are realizing that two-week notices are useless because a two-week notice is so a job can get prepared to replace you, right? It's a respect thing. However, a job can fire you at any point in time. Why would you respect a company who doesn't even see you as a person? They just see you as a replaceable asset. Mm. I got to thinking about that. I never looked at it that way. Maybe it's because there's just such an influx of jobs. Even, I've said this before, even the fucking poor kids have 65-inch flat screens on the wall. You can't tell who's poor nowadays. Back in the day when we were poor, the, the, the poor kids had cold lunch and their parents' vehicles smelled like exhaust. And nowadays, the poor kids eat hot lunch, the rich kids bring their cold lunch, and nobody's vehicle smells like exhaust. You can't tell anymore. Poor kids are they're just like rich kids. We've come to a really good place in life. And maybe, and I've always said this, I don't like when people leave a job and then talk mad shit about the job they just left. That job afforded you a car, a house, food. Listen, it might not have been the best fit for you. And was your heart in it? No. And did they want you there? Probably not. But God damn it, man. For that time, in that space, for that 18 months, two years, whatever it was, be grateful that you had it. There's, I don't think there is a radio station on the planet. There isn't a company that I haven't... Ah, maybe one. <laughs> there isn't a company that I haven't worked for that would not welcome me back. And there's something to be said about that. I've always said a lot of people want to get to the top of the mountain and they're okay with pissing off everybody to get there. And I'm like, I'd rather get halfway up the mountain and have everybody like me. What's up, Olina? Nice to see you. Hi, Scooter. What's up, Meg? Andrea? So I started thinking about it with this younger generation, and I'm like, yeah, for the most part, you can just leave a job. There was a gal who worked at the last radio station I was at. She was an administrator. Not an administrator. Administrative assistant, more than like, I think, would probably be the term. But this gal basically came in and... She was there for four and a half days and then went to lunch and never came back. And then just left a note that said, this isn't for me. <laughs> and we were all like, how dare she? Who does she think the, she is? This younger generation doesn't. But then again, my heart, my head was like, you know what? Good for her. She realized this was not going to be a good fit. She was going to hate it in the long run. Everybody, li listen, you, if, when you work, and especially in media, 
for the most part, very seldom have I ever met, there's like maybe two or three who are very introverted, who are just there because it's a paycheck. Most people are drawn to that business, whether it be sales or production or on air or whatever it is. It, you, When you are that person, you are drawn to it because you're extroverted. You want people to notice you. So when you come into a place and she was very, you know, kind of sheepish, she didn't say much. She was very coy. She just kind of sat in the back of the lunchroom by herself, didn't say anything to anybody. After four days, she was like, I listen, these people are far too much for me. I'm never going to last here. Why drag this out for myself? I'm exhausted. I just need to get the fuck out. But then again, also, there was another gal who worked there who was about the same age, like 23, 24. And this gal asked one of the elder stateswomen of the building to cut her sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that's an honest to god true goddamn story they at she said i think food tastes better when moms cut it and since you're a mom can you cut my sandwich in half what the fuck are you kidding me steph i love that viewpoint half up the mountain but everybody likes you yeah i would much rather have it MJ, what? Yeah, no, that that happened. A gal asked another, an adult. Of, this girl was 24, and her sandwich wasn't cut into a triangle. So she asked another woman at the table who was in her 40s to please cut her sandwich in halvesies so that she could eat it because food tastes better when it is prepared by a mom. Jesus Christ. But thinking about that two weeks thing, it dawned on me. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of companies out there. If you're if you if it's a job, feel free to fucking leave it. If it's a career, don't walk out. If it is something that you you know, you're selling couches in a mall. You're goddamn hawking cookies over at the the Nestle kiosk. You're selling phone cases. If that is a job, feel free to walk the fuck out and never come back. If it is your career, Give those people at least two weeks, maybe even more, because word spreads. And usually, most careers I know, pretty goddamn tight-knit. You know somebody who used to work at a hospital who now works at a different hospital, and then that person is going to be moving in to whatever it might be, the radiology department, and when they move in, hot damn, they probably know somebody who used to work over at another hospital, and they might have some bad shit to say about you. I'm just saying, if it's a career, give it two weeks. If it's a job, tell people to fuck off and move on with your life. Hi, Mira. Good to see you. Hi, Amanda. Wow, LOL. Yeah. Are you guys still thinking about the sandwich thing? Because that is an honest to God true story. She walked upstairs. She's like, you're never going to believe what just happened to me. I was downstairs in the cafeteria, and that new gal who's been here for like four weeks asked me to cut her sandwich. I said, get the fuck out. That's impossible. Nobody would ever do that. Oh, no, she did. Because then I, of course, have to get down to the bottom of the truth. And because if you're 24, I have absolutely no quarrels with you except for, listen, everybody else is going to pussyfoot around the words. I'm not trying to bang you. So I'm going to come, I'm coming right with the, with the heat. I've said that. Listen, I had that when that gal stuck her feet up on the stage at House of Comedy that night. I looked right at her and said, take your goddamn foot off my stage. 
I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Everybody in here is the same age as you. You're 23 years old. Everybody here is 23. They're all trying to fuck you. I'm in my 40s and I'm not. So get your goddamn foot off my stage and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Again, if you want to come to House of Comedy tonight, tickets are free. Just let me know. I'll put you on a guest list. <laughs> put your goddamn foot on my stage. Lose my mind over it. Anyway. But I, I, I like when I come across things that really make me rethink what I always thought. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't like being challenged when it comes to you know their thought process or what they think is correct. I like the fact that I'm pretty fluid when it comes to my thinking. That I've, I've been wrong enough times to know that somebody probably has a better idea than I do. And to just give it a second and when... Somebody presents something that might be a little different than what I have. I'm glad that I'm able to like take my thoughts and go, you know what? You're right. Why argue with it? It's a better idea. To be honest, most people in this business, comedy, writing, performance, media, everybody wants their idea to be the one that gets picked. But I think the best people you got to work with are the people that throw out ideas and then somebody doubles up on that idea and takes your idea and makes it better. And you go, absolutely. Never mind. I'm shutting my goddamn mouth. You're right. You're 1000% correct. Anyway, so uh, I think we learned something here, everybody. If it's two weeks, feel free. Uh, if it's a career, put in your two weeks. If it's a job, tell everybody to go get fucked and don't worry about it. Anyway, so yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, it has been a goddamn shit show in Minnesota over the last couple of days. Winter, I don't mind. I don't like having a lot of cold, but no snow. I don't like a lot of snow and no, or I like a lot of snow, no cold. I can't, I can't have both. I like one or the other. But then you start throwing a goddamn monkey wrench into the whole thing, and it has been pouring rain for the last two days. And last night, as... I got some new kicks. I, I finally understand the allure that guys have to being a sneakerhead. Because, I don't know, I think guys in their 40s used to go out and get a convertible with an earring. And since I'm already covered in a bunch of shitty tattoos and my ears are stretched, I can't go down that route. And since I'm paying off all the other stuff, I don't can't go out and buy a brand new vehicle right now. But... I guess my sort of midlife crisis is I'm getting into shoes and I bought a pair of Nikes the other day and I'm like, I get it now. First off, they're super comfortable. Took a day or two, a little bit of break in period, but I get it. And I totally understand now why it is that guys love sneakers and I get why women don't want their shoes to get fucked up in the winter. I used to always talk shit. I'm like, what a waste of time. What a waste of time and resources that guys would spend on shoes. Why would you spend good money on something that you're just going to put on your feet and you're just going to ruin them anyways? And then I finally bought an actual decent pair of Nikes and I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I get it. Uh, your bed, your couch, your car, spend a little extra. Your shoes, they're on your feet all day. Spend a little bit of extra money to make it worth your while. Because if that's where you're going to be for the most of your life, listen, if you are if, if you love to fish, why wouldn't you just soup up a boat? If you love to fish, don't go buy a $1,200 boat. Buy a fucking kick-ass, like, 
$15,000 boat. If you like it, enjoy it. I don't have the money for it. You're never going to have the money for it. You're not going to have it now. You're not going to have it later. So just bite the bullet, buy the fucking boat, and enjoy your life. <laughs> you die at the end, dummy. Didn't anybody tell you? You don't make it. <laughs> you take a dirt nap either way. Enjoy it while you can. God. It drives me fucking batty. Everybody, just get the generic peanut butter. I'm worth the extra 85 cents for Jif, okay? I don't need the exceptional value peanut butter. I like me a little bit of, I, I like the high-end shit. You give me some uh, Skippy with honey in it, I'm gonna pay the extra 85 cents. I'm worth it. I've worked hard. I'm worth the extra 85 cents for the good peanut butter. Don't live your life, everybody, just like trying to skim by. I did that shit for far too long. I pay for the things that need to get paid for. I try to... I don't buy myself a lot of things, but when... I bought a sweatshirt, a, a $35 sweatshirt from Kohl's like three years ago. It is pitted out. The fucking zipper doesn't work anymore. The hoodie's got a giant hole in it. Still wear it every day. That is the shit that doesn't matter. I'll wear the hoodie. It's comfortable. I don't care what it looks like. But goddammit, if I like something, I'm going to spend a couple extra bucks on it. Why would you not devalue yourself? Or why would you devalue yourself like that? I don't get it. <sighs> oh, Lena, that makes my midlife crisis super lame. I'm expanding my knitting and crocheting abilities. <laughs> funny sally yep uh good shoes and a good bed is the way to go yeah spend the extra bucks there's nothing wrong with it what's up john how are you uh mira you're a bad influence why because i'm telling people to live outside of their means a little bit you should it's how we do it nowadays man my stepdad was always on our ass about like you guys gotta save and if you don't have the money for it then you shouldn't buy it no go fuck yourself that's not how we live anymore everything is on credit don't overextend yourself. If anything, go out and buy that truck that's a little bit out of your means and bust your ass to make that extra 150 bucks a month. Just saying. It might motivate you. It might not, and you could go tits up, but Jesus Christ. Shar, totally agree. Invest in yourself. There's a guy that I follow on Instagram. His name is Chris Dew. Chris Dew is amazing. I love this guy. He's so inspirational. Everything that guy puts out is just like, number one, invest in yourself. There was a dude, I can't remember the guy's name now. He was on an episode of Undercover Boss. God damn it. I'm, I'm spacing on his name. And then after the episode came out, I, I saw an interview with him because I was so, I was so, I don't know, just taken back by this guy. Like, inspired, I guess would be a good word. But basically he said, when we were growing up, our parents were taught, you just save and save and save and save and save and save and save. And I've told this story before about how one of my old bosses, his father-in-law, all that dude did was work six days a week. He worked Monday through Saturday. He put in extra time at the plant. They built uh, AC units. And then the only thing he ever did was on Saturday nights, he would take his wife out for a steak dinner. That was it. Other than that, he never went on vacation. He never bought new shit. He had a moderate house. Saved and saved and saved and saved and saved and saved and saved. 
The plan was at the end of this, you know, when I hit 65, they're going to give me a gold watch. I'm going to take my retirement and then we're going to buy an RV and we're going to finally drive around the country. And then two weeks before retirement, he didn't tell anybody, but he got diagnosed with cancer. And then he got his gold watch and he got his retirement. And six weeks after he retired, the motherfucker's dead. All that money, all that time, nothing. You got a couple of, you got 51 steak dinners a year. That was it. That's what you did. That was it. Other than that, though, man, it was all gone. You wasted all that time. Fuck that. We're not living that way anymore. And this guy basically said, listen, if you got a bunch of money tied up like in 401ks and all that stuff, and you are just trying to get by, if you are young enough, fuck it. Take the penalty on the 401k and invest in yourself. Chris Dew always talks about he took $230. That was it. $230. And he took a class on mentorship, how it is that you can help people get to the next level. He has a hundred times over sold that in in one year, $230,000 he made in mentorship off of a $230 investment. So you tell me what you should be spending your money on. Scooter, that's a sad story. That's a 1000% true story. So that's why I, I listen. I know it's tough and I know it sucks, but I have a four-year window to give my daughter a good head start on life. Is it expensive as shit to put her in the school? Yes. Do I have the money to do it? No. <laughs> Am I figuring it out as I go? Yes, because I know in the long run that this is going to totally help her. So sometimes you just have to figure out a way to goddamn do it. Does it suck? Yes. Is it a pain in the ass? Absolutely. Do you pull your goddamn hair out sometimes trying to figure it out? Yes. In the long run, it's going to be worth it. I know my daughter is smart. I know her intentions are to go to college. I know she wants to do all of those things. So I'm trying to set her up the best way I possibly can. My daughter is not one of those kids that's going to be like, I had a lot of guys in high school that just basically said, listen, 10th grade, this is as far as I can get. Give me my GED. I'm going to goddamn work on pipes for the rest of my life anyways. I'm going to go work in the mines. I'm going to work with my hands. I'm going to be a welder, a carpenter. Why am I here? And then they just left school. They got their GED. They went on to tech school. And now those dudes are doing fucking fantastic. One of those guys ended up making $80,000 in his first year of being a plumber on his own. Did not get through the 10th grade. He knew it. My daughter, on the other hand, going to be a a college graduate. That is her intentions. Amanda, that happened to my old boss. He retired and six months later diagnosed with cancer, passed a year after retirement. It was so sad. Yeah, I don't know why it is that we're not trying to live our best lives when when we're younger because it is a fucking, dude, when you look back on all that stuff, what are you going to be like? You know, my mom talks about this a lot. All the people that she's helped in uh, the nursing field laying on that goddamn deathbed and not one of them been like, I'm so glad that I didn't go on that vacation. Now they're like, I wish I would have lived a little more. I wish I would have done things. I wish I would have not been a pussy. Mira, damn, I think about the people uh, who die within a year of retirement. Wouldn't that suck, dude? That would, yeah. Also, There's a lot of people out there that when they retire, like their purpose is to work. That's all they want and or need. 
My old boss, man, 80 years old, retired on a Friday, Monday morning. Guess who showed up <laughs> at work, 5 a.m.? They're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, can't do it. They're like, well, we threw a big-ass party for you. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I just can't do it. I tried. I woke up this morning. I was like, this is dumb. My purpose is to work. Dude's still cranking it out. Norman Lear, 100 years old, wakes up every day, writes, has a purpose. Everybody, and there's no, when you have no, I mean, dude, think about the people that have passed away after their significant other has passed. June Carter, Johnny Cash. So many people, the love of their life, when that person passes, they just, their heart's broken. And they have no reason to live. You can't tell me that there isn't something in the ethos about that. You ain't putting out that signal of like, I just got nothing left to be here for. I've, my, the, my time on this planet has passed. And then there's some people that it's, takes way too long. Christ, my grandfather died. It was like 20 years later. My grandmother finally passed. She was like, I could have left four months after your grandfather. I would have been fine. There's a part of me that kind of wishes that would have happened. Because the last 10 years were fucking difficult and it sucked. Anyways, we're going off into the weeds and it's getting a little sad. So I think we can just end it there. Uh, shows coming up. Tonight I'm going to be at House of Comedy. Like I said, if you want tickets, hit me up probably by noon, 1 o'clock Central Time. I will try to get you tickets for the show tonight. Please feel free to come. They want to pack that place. Uh, Tuesday nights are always a blast. And then uh, tomorrow night, House of Comedy. Wednesday, opening for Mike Brody. Thursday through Saturday, the Offend Everyone Tour with Louis J. Gomez and Aaron Berg. And then January 28th, St. Cloud, Minnesota, Beaver Island Brewing for Silly Beaver Comedy. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.